1: Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story of a mom who claims they cried every single mother's day. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, mother emotionally and intellectually manipulates son for years, turns psychotic when she realizes that her throwing the kid out after an argument dooms the entire rest of family. For context, hi I'm Krerr or as of late Delta Kruger, need to get that fixed. I'm the 27 year old male lad of the story. I'm considered a high-functioning autistic individual, officially disabled by government standards. My mother for a long time, but especially these past four years, has been taking in and managing my checks from the government to keep the household afloat, making use of everything but a hundred dollars of it, which often got absorbed in moments of crisis as, well, I didn't spend much, and while doing so was sowing seeds of doubt and fear into my mind about ever learning to live on my own stating I was very far from ever reaching that. I myself didn't really try to struggle or push my way out, even when I turned 18. She offered to sign me up as a dependent, but I thankfully declined. I decided for the good of the family to keep working with them. That changed about four years ago. Four years ago, my developmentally held back brain decided to say, oh, now it's time to teenager. And I suddenly craved independence, looking every which way for a way to flee gracefully. Every time though, there was some unfortunate situation or action that meant if I left on my two incomes, my mother became my PSW, which that has its own irony later on, the family would fall apart and I'd be dooming all the animals, some of which were never listed on our lease at the time and were hidden every inspection. Now what happens when you cage a teenager that so desperately wants to be their own thing? They get rebellious. Three years ago, I got a therapist through my state insurance program, and after venting all the hoops my mom was making me jump through, and all the work that was piled on me due to my mother's bum knee, and the stupid high expectations of me that would always end up creating screaming matches to her over those three years, she FINALLY said to me as of roughly a week ago from this post, that literally sounds like an abuse case. I initially dismissed that and said, I'll keep it in mind as we ended the call that day, only to then immediately after get chewed out for jumping on a request my mom made earlier in the day as she had requested research for something that'd make another lengthy story. But regardless, she basically chewed me out for hounding her in an ill mental state due to current situation, despite telling me five minutes prior to do the research for her. That's when I went back to my room and texted my therapist to start filling out the paperwork. One day later, Mom and I get into another spat, this time about the dishes, which were my daily chore. Sure, it was assigned to me, but my drive to do stuff for her was dead by that point, when my effort can be shot down on a whim, even though it was ordered. The argument is hazy in my head for many a reason, but the main one is, Mom went feral the moment I snarked like a teen would. She slammed her way into my room to start grabbing stuff and hucking it on the lawn screaming for me to get out, breaking one of my monitors in the process. Dad stepped in and told her that since I was over 18 and on the lease, that I was legally given 30 days notice, which is when she stopped, turned to me, said, Well, then I'm going to make those 30 days heck for you, and walked to her room. Dad let me get the few things she did get on the lawn back inside at that point, and I sat down on my chair. Then it dawned on me. She played herself. For years, she said that if I went away she would have to get rid of everything. And I mean EVERYTHING. It was all propped up by my SSI and the income she got being my personal support worker. Well, Now she'd given me and the government valid reason with her behavior alone that even if she rescinded the 30 day notice that we couldn't keep our home anyways. It was refreshing. In that moment I felt courage well up in my chest. She couldn't manipulate me anymore. She fell into what she had made of her life and was blind to my connections I made for years outside the family, constantly slamming them for being liberals. I took that renewed energy to reach out to those friends, those found families, my lovers, and even my grandparents. I looked through my cards and emails and found my disabilities care workers info and told of the situation and burnt the midnight oil chasing my new life while my mom literally pounded the adjacent wall between my bedroom and her bathroom, screaming like a banshee about not hearing me pack fast enough. To keep this from going on for ages, I'm gonna be brief on the next few stages to now. Grandparents saw this explosion brewing for years, opened arms and let me take my belongings and my bearded dragon pancake in while mother was away on psychiatric care. With my caseworker's help, I got my SSDI under control, I got guidance on what steps to take next, and they're doing research for intermediary places after grandparents. Me and my boyfriend are looking into joining together and living somewhere in Washington with my found family chipping in as well. As of today, I'm officially disowned from my family. My mother's not only disowned my grandparents, but also forced dad to as well. I tried to contact them to drop me off the phone plan so I can keep my phone number, and all I got was the statement of disownment and that further contact will lead to a restraining order. I got a special state-related order to have their firearms reclaimed since mother is a psychopath and have my grandparents locking their doors now out of fear. I'm waiting for my case manager to get back to me to have my documents extracted from the residence and basically all I gotta do is play the waiting game, watching my parents burn because my mom pushed all their connections away. Even my brother, whose stoic is all heck, showed he was ready to fly too. So the main thing to take away from this is learn to value yourself and judge the words of those even closest to you. For you never know if you're just a pay pig to your own mother. If people want, I can refine those breezed over parts, but that's enough to get the picture. P.S. As I was printing the paperwork to file for the firearm removal, I realized I still had access to the printer back home. It took ALL MY WILLPOWER TO NOT PRINT A FREAK YOU MESSAGE TO IT, AND INSTEAD, I JUST DISCONNECTED MY PC FROM THE WEB ACCESSIBLE PRINTER. DESPITE BLAMING ME FOR EVERYTHING FALLING APART, SHE WAS THE ONE WHO KICKED ME OUT, AND I ALWAYS TAUGHT TO NOT HAVE THE LAST WORD. LONG STORY SHORT, THE PAPERWORK I FILLED I JUST TURNED IN. GOT A COURT TIME IN ABOUT TWO HOURS. ZERO COURT EXPERIENCE WHATSOEVER, SO I'M GOING BY THE SEAT OF MY PANTS. If it goes well, though, my grandparents and I can sleep a little safer, knowing that if they get retaliatory, they'll have to do it with sticks and stones and not 100% pure American freedom, if you catch my drift. I feel assured that this is one of those situations that a court hopefully does not take lightly. I mean, the government definitely, when there's benefits involved, are definitely going to love to be able to take back any spending. They 100% made this bed, and it's almost guaranteed they're going to lose all of that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... My brother is always perfect in my mom's eyes. My parents are in their 60s and 70s and retired. My brother is married and lives in the capital city with his family, and I'm married too and live in the same small town as my parents'. I try to support them financially as much as I possibly can. Every few weeks, my brother calls up my mom to ask her to buy things and parcel them to her, because apparently they aren't available to them, in the capital city. He doesn't offer to pay for them or anything. My mom lets it go on like that, but then comes and vents to me that he doesn't understand we're living on pension and can't cover such expenses. But she just refuses to tell him that they can't manage this way because she thinks he'll get offended and cut off ties with her. There have been some minor incidents before. Despite all this, today she was venting to me and goes like, I know my son doesn't even think this way, he's too naive and doesn't get it. His wife pushes him to exploit us, and he just does what she says. Like, are you kidding me? He's a grown man in his 30s. Surely he knows exactly what he's doing. Sadly, I don't think OP will ever necessarily get through to them, not without maybe burning bridges of their own. I mean, if they're just those kinds of parents who think their darling kid is infallible and fail to see any kind of issue, especially when they're in their 60s and 70s, I don't know if they'll ever realize or be willing to accept the truth for that matter. This next story is Narcissistic Parent, Too Little Too Late. Narcissist, but I only found out too late. He threw a chair at the wall when my pregnancy test came up positive. He held a knife to my side and said I could leave, but his baby was staying with him. He kicked me down the stairs, aimed for my stomach with each blow, posted on Facebook about how excited he was for the newest edition of his family, held a screwdriver to my side, started at my neck, as I drove us in my car, he didn't have one, to the ultrasound, was sent to jail, got out in time for the birth of my boy. Got a job, immediately started sleeping with a subordinate, all while being a great dad to both of his kids. I found out he was using H. I went for emergency orders. Granted, from age 2 to now, I've had full sole custody of my boy. He goes back to jail, goes to treatment. After treatment, he's still using H and dealing, guns himself in the hand. But he's being a great dad. He goes to prison, he writes, he demands... Phone calls, letters, cards, any updates. I ignore him. I'm incredibly rude to him. I don't let him talk to my son. He gets an introduction of contraband charge, but he just wants to get out and be with his kids. Then my son turns 9 and he says he wants to talk to his dad on the phone. I figure he's old enough to make some decisions about his dad. I allow it. From prison, his dad calls every week, same time, regular like a clock. Positive. Then his dad gets out. a halfway house. I still refuse visits because his dad has a bad 6-9 to month cycle. He does great when someone's watching him, but he cannot make his own decisions. I've been a single parent for 10 years. I've been single for 9 of those 10 years. My kid knows no other parent, support system, or provider than me. I want to be cautious about reintegrating his dad into his life, to make sure my ex is stable and ready for both of them. I know how my ex can get easily overwhelmed before, and for my son, I want his dad to be in a good place to start trust. Cue this last summer, 2022. I need help moving and everyone bails. I call his dad. His dad pops right over, pitches in, does the stuff, then literally never leaves. He's a great dad, caring, attentive, almost obsessive, passionate, hardworking, helping with bills and household things. Because he's there every day, we, of course, start talking about rekindling our relationship. It goes well. Kids happy. Parents are happy. Everybody's happy. He goes to parent-teacher conference. He pays for kids stuff. He makes sure we do family outings and we're social. I'm an introvert. He's great, amazing, I make amends with my mom and he's allowed for his first ever Thanksgiving with a son and my family. Christmas goes great too. He buys the kids gifts that are amazing. He invites people over. He's in a great mood all the time. He hurts his back around Christmas. Cue narcissistic collapse. He starts using again, just recreationally. He starts messing up a job. He starts messing around with friends he didn't care about. He gets fired. He's hanging around these friends and he's never home. Never spending any time with his kid. Not providing or supporting us in any way. Not housework or bills. I try to talk to them to salvage what I can. I offer support. I offer counseling. I yell. I cry. I use bribery. Nothing. One month ago. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...
1: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytimepod. He stops sleeping here. I ask him where he's saying. At a hotel with these friends. This man, through four years of prison, talked about wanting a home. A family stability. Now wants to live in a hotel with his friends when he has a home here with us? With his son? At this point, I'm preparing my son for the eventual. And it happens three weeks ago. He comes home and tells me there's someone else. I'm devastated, our kid's in shock, starts having anxiety attacks, He said these before but now suddenly I'm in his head with my emotional BS and he won't tolerate it during his parenting time, so bad that I've had to up his counseling sessions. This is him being a great dad to his kid, this is the best of him, this is him living his best life, wrecking my home for the millionth time how could i have been so stupid to fall for his narcissistic regurgitated drivel again to let my guard down enough for him to come back and do emotional damage to my kiddo where does it end my son is old enough now to know what's going on i don't know how to shelter him for what's coming i'm tired of being the only parent the single parent i'm tired of always having to pick up the pieces and mend hearts where is he when things are bad or my son is sick never here always what dad wants Never anyone else's needs. I feel for OP because you can tell they desperately WANT this man to be good and be a good father and they show signs of being able to be that, but their substance abuse and other behaviors are just too prevalent in their brain chemistry. They can't get past these things. And considering how much OPs offer offered to try to help them get past those things doesn't seem like they really actually want to. The one thing I've learned as far as addiction or any other things that are so hard for you to kick, it literally all starts with how much you genuinely want it. If you want these things and you want to do better, you will be able to do better. I'm not saying it won't be a bumpy road, but you'll be able to see that genuine sustained effort. Our next story is, my aunt and grandma are entitled to a surreal degree. A bit of background info, my mother M is from Voronish, Russia. She grew up in the city and moved to Germany in the early 90s when one political and economic crisis was chasing the next, a year before completing her master's degree in forestry engineering. Both Entitled Aunt and my cousin Tiszek, T, have had some sort of permanent skin disease that gives them a flaky, brown red, and genuinely disgusting rash, but it's not dangerous if you keep the spots from growing. Now, onto the moments of Entitled Grandma and Entitled Aunt. Entitled Grandma was born into a family of the World War II generation, with her mother, great grandma, being a tough as steel mason from Kharkiv, Ukraine, and her dad dying during the war. After the war, they lived in a village just outside Voronezh. Entitled Grandma would move into an apartment in the city and give birth to Entitled Aunt and Mother, with Entitled Aunt being her firstborn. My grandpa, G, was very busy at work with being some sort of politician. So, Entitled Grandma was raising Entitled Aunt and Mother as a housewife. I lack the words to describe the level of favoritism towards Entitled Aunt, and that's not due to a language barrier. Entitled Grandma would literally do ANYTHING for Entitled Aunt while treating M like dirt. She just scratched off the floor, spent over half the family's monthly income to go shopping in Moscow with Entitled Aunt, which, by the way, is a long distance by train, sure. Mother didn't even get 10 bucks from her to go do something with friends because the family couldn't afford it. Even though she was clearly lying, buy Entitled Aunt anything she wanted just because she wanted it? Sure. M often didn't even get birthday presents. Entitled Grandma worked as a teacher teaching Russian and would grade Entitled Aunt exceptionally well, while grading M as hard as she legally could and would use every opportunity to embarrass her while demanding M to have extremely good grades. When Entitled Aunt got a worse grade than M, Entitled Grandma locked M up in a cupboard full of spiders to punish her. To this day, M gets an unironic panic attack every time she sees a spider, even a small one. On top of that, M would often get really sick. She's very sensitive to airborne diseases. When she was sick, Entitled Grandma would not take care of her and didn't even bother to go to a doctor with her. Instead, she would dump her at great-grandma's. Great-grandma took her to the doctor and took care of her as well as she could. M's doctor repeatedly suggested Entitled Grandma to take holidays at the Black Sea, which is quite close by the way, so the salty air could help her breathing. It's not like they couldn't afford it, and I bet the fact that Grandma was a Communist Party official would make it a lot easier too. But Entitled Grandma always declined. In fact, quite often verbally attacking the doctor in response. They were talking over the phone. And yet, somehow, Entitled Grandma had the audacity to claim that she was doing everything she can because she is praying for her well-being. M moved out at 15 before finishing high school and living with Great Grandma. But when M was 18, she went to university, studying forestry engineering and surviving off some part-time job at a restaurant. One day in the late 80s, I forgot when it was exactly, at work, Grandpa went on a rant about how the government was corrupt and incompetent as freak, spit it at the party program and lost his job because of it. His workmates hated him because he was the only one there actually giving a crap about the well-being of the common citizen. Entitled Grandma was furious and tried to guilt trip him about it through a tantrum about how he was allegedly a traitor to the Russian people and his response was to get a divorce because that was the first time he actually witnessed his wife the way she really is. Grandpa later died in a house fire before I could meet him, but there was nothing political involved as far as I know. Later when my mother had already long lived in Germany, Entitled Aunt came over to visit M and my dad while M was pregnant with me. The first thing she did when she arrived was to open M's cupboard and take out all the clothes she liked. Not once did she ask if she was allowed to take them. She blatantly said, As Germany is a rich country, you must share with me. I live in Russia and cannot afford such nice clothes. You are egoistic for not sharing them with me. She's also constantly begging for money in spite of the fact that she works as an electrical engineer and makes more than both my parents and my brother combined. And yes, her salary is roughly 5,200 euros a month, whereas M and my dad make roughly 1,500 euros each monthly with my brother, delivering newspapers for 50 euros monthly. Not to mention that we pay over 15 times her electricity, water, phone, internet, and gas bills, and that on top of the very high tax rates in Germany. So why does she need money? She lives alone but spends most of her income on expensive brand fur clothes, even though her cupboard is already full. On top of that, because of her skin condition, she keeps demanding that we, and I'm not exaggerating or lying here, illegally smuggle drugs for her disease by mail because, as her disease is incurable and not really dangerous, her doctor just put her on a long time subscription of pain medication and mild skin gels to keep it from getting worse by the way t is doing just fine with the same drugs as she is when we did it by begging our doctors to prescribe it to us paying for it and illegally sending it to her she complained that she had to take it by injection and not as pills you heard me correctly we risked spending multiple years in prison for her convenience so her arms don't have flaky red spots and she's ungrateful because she has to take it by syringe she's that kind of human also when i started learning russian and tried to speak to her on the phone she straight up laughs at me for my mediocre pronunciation after two months of learning it now she's begging m to move to russia because of how lonely she is t ivan and alexandra my other cousins all hate her and left her As for Entitled Grandma, she's now demanding that M takes care of her and terrorized M on the phone for quite a long time, but now she's stopped. She always kept telling M how ungrateful and unloving she is for not abandoning her children and husband. Seriously? Even better is her constant gaslighting of T, I, and A against each other, to the point where they literally call us and cry for help. Five months ago, I called us sobbing because Entitled Grandma has turned T against him, only for T to do the same. When they found out about this, all three of them abandoned her as well. Entitled Grandma did that after M visited them in May 2022, but deliberately left out her after her tantrums. Also when A started studying veterinary medicine, Entitled Grandma wished for her to fail. When I got to meet entitled Grandma on the phone for the first time about two months ago on 6th of January, Orthodox Christmas, it was quite the experience. Let's just call it that. I greeted her, and her first reaction was to laugh at me and call me a Nazi because of my German accent. Although both M and A said you can 100% understand me and that it's passable and pretty good for a four-month learner. The funny thing is, she really hates non-Slavic Russians, such as Tartars, South Russian Turks, or Sakha Yakutians, but I'm the Nazi for speaking with a German accent. Sure. Anyway, she also called me gay for not even having a girlfriend, even though I'm not even gay and unbeknownst to her, I have a crush on one of my fellow university students here. She also called me an embarrassment to the Russian people, and something else I didn't understand before her mother took the phone. Yelled at her not to speak to me like that and hung up. I was straight up speechless. This lady sounds like a gem and honestly, I don't understand why anybody puts up with even beginning to tolerate them. Like culture be darned, that person just needs to be cut off and left to dwindle in their own world. This next story is, apparently I made my mom cry every mother's day throughout my childhood. Throughout my childhood, from when I started school to about age 18, I would ask my mom what she wanted for Mother's Day, and every year she would say very clearly, Nothing, you don't need to get me anything at all. And so I didn't, because I was a child and she was my mom and I believed what she said. In my teens, I just assumed it wasn't something she felt was important. I'm an only child, and my lovely dad who lived with us wasn't one for social conventions and didn't intervene. I'm not sure why, but aged 18, I started buying her a Mother's Day card and present which always went down well with her. After I had my own son, my mom decided to tell me that every Mother's Day that she didn't receive a present she would hide away and cry because I hadn't bought her anything, and that everyone else had a lovely present and card except her. What's going on here? I'm 48 now and I still feel weird about both her not telling child-aged me that she'd like some flowers or whatever, and also that she told adult-aged me about how I'd made her cry each year. See I can maybe understand her behavior if it was their partner, you know somebody that is adult-aged and understands that maybe they're saying oh it's fine as a way to be like downplaying it but secretly they want something. But nobody in their right mind can assume that a child can infer that they actually do want something when they say, no, it's fine, don't get me anything at all. I mean, it's like relying that any kid is going to understand sarcasm. Some might, but if they don't, you can't blame them, they're just a kid. And you would think that if they genuinely felt bad, they would put in some kind of effort to say, you know what, I would like something, you know, it'd be nice to get something for your mother on Mother's Day.